It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. During the mailbag last week, there was a question that we really liked but we didn't get to. And it's really a topic for a whole episode, James. Stan at I am Stan on Twitter asked us last week, if you had to rank Joe Burrow among all the projected starters for the Bengals opponents next year, where does he rank? And this probably comes in the wake of there was some discussion last week about the quarterbacks the Bengals are hosting in Paul Brown Stadium next year and how good they are. So we'll talk a little bit about how Joe Burrow stacks up against the Bengals opposition in 2021. Want to get started, though, with some Senior Bowl quick hitters. They did their weigh-ins today and they did practice. They got a couple uh, practices in. They were talking about canceling the practice, but ended up having them anyway. We do have some people on the ground down there. Tomorrow, you'll hear from Ross Jackson. He's the host of Locked On Saints. He's also the channel coordinator for the NFL channel on the Locked On Podcast Network. He is down in Mobile, Alabama, and I sent him some things that I would like him to keep an eye on from the Bengals' perspective. I told him I I always like the the one-on-one matchups in the trenches and the one-on-one matchups between the wide receivers and the corners, so we'll get some thoughts from from Ross tomorrow as an eyewitness at the senior bowl. But James, let's get started with some of the significant measurements. Let's get started with one of the biggest ones and and we'll focus on the offensive line to start, but Alex Leatherwood coming in as the most notable tackle prospect with arms over 34 inches, 34 and three eighth inch arms for Alex Leatherwood. So if anybody wants to move him to guard, he did play guard at Alabama and that those people exist. It won't be because of arm length concerns for him as it will be for some of the other players we're going to talk about on this list. It's good to see, right? I mean, th- that's the the key thing here when you're talking about the Bengals and them potentially not taking a tackle with the fifth pick, whether it's spending in free agency or addressing it in the second round at 37, Alex Leatherwood is one of those guys that could potentially be there. And so the the more guys that have the right measurables and have the right arm length and have all of the um, the the physical attributes that you're looking for, at least meet the physical threshold, right, that you're looking for at tackle, the better for the Bengals because obviously that's their biggest need going into the offseason. So that, that was one of the uh, the good measurements from day one at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that's obviously something that you're looking at when we're talking about these measure- these measurements. We're talking about them as thresholds, not necessarily as much beyond that. It's like there's a minimum number you have to hit, and it's mm-hmm. not just arm length for the Bengals. It's, it's some other factors as well, but some notable players that might have once been thought of as tackle prospects that almost certainly will have to change positions in the NFL. Alaric Jackson from Iowa, 32.5-inch arms. I don't think that passes any team's threshold in the NFL. Dylan Raddins from North Dakota State, 
that's going to be a fringe guy. He came in at 33 and a quarter inch arms. And I'm sure everyone remembers the noise after Jonah Williams arms came in at just 32, 33 and a half inches. Raddins didn't even quite hit that mark. So a couple of tackle prospects there that did not hit arm length thresholds that a lot of teams in the NFL are probably looking for. Cincinnati's James Hudson, the third, another one, 33 inch arms. A lot of teams are going to see these guys as guards as a result. And a couple other ones that I found really interesting on the offensive line, James, a couple of just massive human beings. Deontay Brown from Alabama. Everyone knew he was going to be huge. He's 6'3", 364 pounds. (laughs) Man, I mean, that's... uh... It's not shocking when you saw his viral picture right on social media, but if you didn't see that, um, in, heck, even if you did, the measurable, that that is crazy. I didn't so see big. that. Uh, and, and so this is my like initial reaction. I didn't realize he was he was that. All right, so third rounder, can we, can we lock that one up? Is that what you're saying to me, Jake? I think he might be a second rounder, to be honest, but, but we'll see. He's a guy that's going to probably be a day two prospect, along with Ben Cleveland from Georgia, 6'6". 354 and it's mostly muscle there there's a shirtless picture i i know that things get weird around the draft there's a shirtless picture of ben cleveland going around he was like swimming with somebody and beside a normal sized woman he just looks like a literal bear like very little fat on his frame 354 pounds of mostly muscle He is another very, very large man, and he's three inches taller than Deontay Brown. So Deontay Brown, shorter and heavier, a little denser, but Ben Cleveland, another mountain of a man with just shorter arms, 33-inch arms. He's a guy that played guard in Georgia and will probably play guard in the NFL. So two guard options. It's a good theme here because you you said a couple of tackles that came up short in the arm department and could end up being guards in the NFL. Now you mentioned Brown and Cleveland. Keep that in mind, and this is exactly what the Bengals are going to look at when they look at the free agent market and they look at the draft and potential guys that can come in and be upgrades at guard. I don't know about you, but Brown, Cleveland, I think both of those guys would be upgrades on the interior for the Bengals. So if they can get one of those guys in the second or third round, maybe they don't have to spend big, big, big money on Joe Tooney. And. Again, we've talked about this a lot of times. There's probably a really good argument for not spending big money on a free agent guard. The other side of that coin is you can't really expect rookie linemen to come in and generally be better than any NFL average veteran. Generally speaking, rookies are not as good as veterans on the offensive line. That applies too. Moving to some other positions, wide receiver, a couple of guys of note here. Kadarius Tony from Florida comes in below six feet. He's 5'11", 189. With 30 and a half inch arms, I don't think there's anything alarming there for Tony. I think that all is pretty obvious on tape. Tylen Wallace, another very explosive, very quick, shifty receiver, 5'11 as well, 193 and 32 and 5'8 inch arms, a little bit longer in the arm department than Kadarius Tony, but very similar builds between those two guys. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they play this this week. Dwayne Eskridge, 5'9 from Western Michigan. I think he had a pretty nice day as well. But Tylen Wallace was one of the guys that was called one of the winners of day one at the Senior Bowl. Sounds like he had a really good day in one-on-ones. And so too did, uh, while we're on the topic of winners from day one, Tennessee's Trey Smith had a pretty nice day. 
One last position group I want to hit, James, is the edge rushers, the defensive linemen. Just generally this group across the board, short arms. I don't know what that's going to end up meaning, but a lot of times the way you look at arm length for tackles, it's less important for defensive ends and, and for interior defensive linemen, but the the length factor does matter just the way that it matters for boxers. Your reach matters, and a lot of the higher-end edge rushers and defensive linemen that were out there today came in below 33-inch arms, so no real physical freaks to speak of on the defensive side of the ball outside of just a couple of guys maybe. As I go through the entire list here, three guys over 33-inch arms. But of those three guys, there's a couple of 35- and 34-inch arm guys out there. So it's going to be always fun to watch the physical outliers, the the really long and outstanding guys, the guys that stand out in these measurables. Fun to see how they perform. But of all the defensive linemen today, I think Quincy Roche from Miami is widespread, widely said to have had the best day. I haven't had a chance to go look at any of the tape yet, but I do have access to it. So if I have time before tomorrow's show, I'll try to get you some of my own practice observations, but that might come a little bit later in the week when the Senior Bowl practices have wrapped up and we've had a chance to ingest all of the content and all of the video available to us. Coming up next, we get into that question we talked about at the top of the show. How does Joe Burrow stack up against the Bengals' opponents at quarterback in 2021. We know our listeners are one of a kind and TurboTax knows your taxes are one of a kind too. And that's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax outcome possible. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver or you have a podcast like James and I and you have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Or maybe you just want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Maybe you'd like to hand the whole filing process over to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe and spend your time doing things you enjoy. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the whole thing for you, TurboTax Live Experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Check it out, Intuit TurboTax Live. The past year has been tough. It's been hard to stay in shape with everything that's gone on in the world, but we're going to be traveling again soon, right? Fingers crossed. You want that beach body for the summer of 2021. The only way you're going to get that is by reaching your fitness goals and getting in shape. And Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers a next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. So no bundling up and getting into the car and doing all the things you need to do to go to the gym and put yourself at risk with COVID. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. All you got to do is go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. I know it's only Wednesday, Bengals fans, but we have a little extra bonus mailbag action for you today. I am Stan on Twitter asked us last week to compare Joe Burrow to the Bengals opponents in 2021. 
And I don't know if these opponents are exactly set yet. From my understanding, apparently, if they add that 17th game to the schedule that I think we're expecting at this point, the Bengals would be playing that game against the San Francisco 49ers. So we don't know who the 49ers quarterback is going to be anyway. We'll just leave that one out of the equation for now. But we're going to go home and away, and we're going to go through the list of quarterbacks that the Bengals are playing against next year where we know them. We might have to do some speculating here, James, but let's get started with the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to start with a couple divisional opponents in the Ravens and the Browns. Everybody knows what Lamar Jackson is at this point. He is absolutely lethal for this Bengals defense. It seems to be chronically and endemically lacking for speed, but he's also a problem for every defense that he goes up against really until you get into the playoffs, and then it seems like some teams have found some ways to slow him down. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, 2021. In 2020, you know, Joe's a rookie. You you can't even really think about taking the rook over the reigning MVP. But maybe, you know, there's some holes that the teams are starting to find in Lamar Jackson's game. Maybe there's a path to Joe Burrow being better than Lamar Jackson in 2021, but I don't know if I'm quite there yet, James. I'm not. And there are fans that are going to predict that, and that's fine. You know, if the Bengals do what the hell I want them to do and you want them to do and give Burrow a line and all these weapons, then maybe that'll be the case. But they haven't done that yet. So knowing what we know now, I'm rolling with Lamar Jackson all day, every day. And that's no knock on Burrow. And yeah, Lamar has struggled at times in the playoffs, right? And and has only one playoff win. He's also younger than Burrow, so it's not like he he can't develop. He, he he doesn't have a true number one receiver, never has. So maybe Baltimore does him a, a favor and, and gets him that this offseason. So I, I think Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the division. I would say that to to Browns fans or bullish on Baker Mayfield or Steelers fans that are holding on to old Big Ben. But uh, you know it's uh, and it's the same here in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow's really good, and I think he could eventually surpass Lamar Jackson. I don't think that'll happen in 2021. And you're right. It could take Lamar Jackson a little bit of time before he's a finished NFL product. He is about a month younger than Joe Burrow, born in 1997 in January, just about a month after Joe Burrow's December 1996 birthday. Going on to the next team in the list, it's the Cleveland Browns, headed by Baker Mayfield, who I really didn't believe in when his only good games this season were against the Bengals, but he had a solid season altogether. And the way he closed the season actually is a little bit inspiring for those that like Baker Mayfield and makes this conversation a lot more interesting. Baker finished the year generally very well. He had a bad game against the Jets when he had no receivers because of the COVID stuff. Played pretty well in the playoffs. Seems like Stefanski and Mayfield is a really good marriage And if Mayfield continues on his current trajectory, he might be better than Burrow next year. I know that's hard for Bengals fans to hear, but we're looking at a one-year time horizon. And if Baker continues to play the way that he did in this offense with Kevin Stefanski, I think that you might get a better performance out of him, even if he's not the better quarterback, just because that marriage might be better and the team around him might be better. So I guess that the question is, who's a better quarterback? It's a lot closer. If if, If the question is, Who's going to have a better year? I start to lean toward Baker. And that's fair. And I think the safe money's on that. I mean, heck, right now, you know, Burrow's coming off of injury. So that alone is, is such a hurdle, right? But but when I, I look at these two guys, 
uh, and I've watched them go head to head. And Baker had more in both both scenarios, both matchups. Even with Odell down, he had the better offensive line in that second matchup in Week Seven. He had uh, certainly the better coaching staff, better head coach, whatever you want to say. Um, and it's it showed. Uh, and obviously, the Bengals defense was a big letdown in that game. But overall, give me and I like Baker. I thought the Browns got it right when they picked him. And a lot of people have questioned that since. Um, but but I, I'd, I'd still take Burrow. He's bigger. I think he's more athletic. I think he's more mature. I think he's a, a true leader. Baker has some of those intangibles, but but he's it, it's not to the level of Burrow. You know, like if if Baker's leadership is, you know, if, if I had to gauge that, I think he's like an Aaron Rodgers type leader or Joe Burrow is a Tom Brady type leader. Well, well give me Brady. Right. And I, I know that's not completely a perfect comparison, but that's how I, I feel about Joe Burrow's leadership. And, and I think that part matters too. So I do think it's close, but I would take Burrow in, in this scenario, but th- they're both really, really good in the future of, of the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals at the quarterback position should be fine. If you had asked me this question 10 weeks ago, my answer would have been different. But as you said, since then, things have changed with Burrow's injury, with Baker continuing to find some success, even in the postseason. He played pretty well. So uh, good for Baker, taking some steps forward, living up to that number one QB status a little bit. Let's uh, let's actually bump the next two together, James, because it's a pretty easy answer. You got Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs coming to Cincinnati next year. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in the NFL this year, if you ask a lot of people. And if he wasn't, well, it was probably Patrick Mahomes for the other people that you might have asked that question to. Certainly in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in the NFL, just as you would expect him to be. And it's safe to say that these guys are number one and number two for the quarterbacks the Bengals will play in 2021. No doubt. No doubt about it. You can't put Burrow ahead of either of these guys. It's unfortunate, but that's the that's the reality of Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the NFL, I think. But you're right. Aaron Rodgers had the best season. And I think everyone assumes he's going to be the the 2020 NFL MVP. And for for rightfully so. I mean, how, how many quarterbacks can throw 48 touchdowns and five picks? I, I mean, just staggering numbers when you when you put it that way, right? Aaron Rodgers just doesn't throw interceptions. I know he did in the playoff game, but remember when when William Jackson had the pick six on Rodgers and it was just such a big deal because he hadn't thrown a pick six in so long or whatever it was. And I mean, that was a really special moment. And hey, maybe William Jackson will get another chance. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be with another team. We'll have to see who's playing corner for the Bengals in that game. And And yeah, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL, not much of a discussion there, but it will be fun. It will be fun to watch Burrow play against offenses led by those two greats. And I think it's safe to say at this point that Rodgers will be back in Green Bay for the Packers. Uh, the next one's real interesting, James. This will be a fun one. The Bengals host the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert. And I, for, for all that Herbert did and for all the hype around him, I still would rather have Joe Burrow in this game uh, assuming it's not like week one of the season, maybe that tilts it a little bit, but I still like Burrow long-term more than Herbert. Herbert certainly has all the, the ceiling in the world, but give me Burrow for this one. Let's chalk one up for the home team. This needs to be a primetime game in like week five when Burrow's had a couple of weeks to 
assuming he comes back week one, which is obviously his target. Uh, but but a couple of weeks to get his legs under him, get his confidence up. And who knows what the Bengals record is? We don't know the schedule. I'm not playing the schedule game. But th- then take on Justin Herbert. But I agree with you. And look, I get it. Justin Herbert can throw it a mile. It, what what happens when defenses don't allow him to just j- just throw it like that and, and cover the guys downfield and, and are able to to take that away and they make him make precise throws and accurate throws uh, in, in into really tight windows? I'm not saying he doesn't have the physical tools to do it. Um, and the numbers are crazy. You want to talk about numbers? The numbers are insane. But I, I think that Burrow. Is it, not that either pick is wrong, but I, I just I think he's going to end up being the better player, even though he's injured right now. There's a reason he went number one. Think about it. The Bengals got a good look at all of Burrow's physical tools at the Senior Bowl last year. They knew it, right? Even though that Oregon tape might not have shown it, and they might have not used him the right way in Oregon. Fine, they got it wrong in Eugene, but the Bengals had to have known that Herbert was capable of, of being really, really good, and uh, and obviously he did that as a rookie. But I would take Burrow. One last team to cover on the home stretch of opponents here, James. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence will be a rookie. He'll be really good. But because he'll be a rookie and because Burrow beat him straight up, I'll give this slight edge to Joe Burrow the first time these guys play each other. But that'll be a fun one to watch in the AFC for years to come. It will be. And it's a damn shame that the the Jags are going to be as good as they are because they have a ton of cap space and Urban and Trevor Lawrence. I think they're a uh, they could get things turned around pretty quickly there. So it's uh, it's going to be a good matchup. Talk about another potential prime time. That'd be a fun one. Coming up next, we'll take a look at how Burrow stacks up against the away opponents and we'll give you an overall ranking. So far, I've got four quarterbacks that I've got clearly ahead of Joe Burrow or at least a little bit ahead of Joe Burrow. So we'll see where he comes in in the final rankings after we get those away games done. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. They've got you covered for any Super Bowl bet that you might be interested in. They're the only place we trust for all of our online sports betting needs. Did you know Patrick Mahomes is the only player that is favored to win the Super Bowl MVP? Minus 110, the next best odds you're going to get are Tom Brady at plus 200. And then obviously it's a quarterback's game. But if you think that, you know, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or Chris Goblin are going to go off and have 300 yard, three touchdown games, you can get those guys at long odds. You can check that out in addition to any other bet you might imagine for the big game coming up at betonline.ag. They'll give you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use promo code locked on when you sign up. So go check them out. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We talk about it all the time, Jake. Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. Today, I had the Caramel Brownie, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. It tastes great. All 18 Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're macro-friendly. They taste great. They are perfect as you try to Dig down deep, shed that quarantine weight, get ready for your 2021 vacation. Built Bar can help you achieve your fitness goals. All you got to do, and a lot of our listeners have already done it, so do it. Join the mo- the movement here at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
away portion of the schedule here, James, as we compare Joe Burrow to the quarterback opponents for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021. And let's get started with a team that I don't know who the quarterback is going to be, and that is the Chicago Bears. If it's Mitch Trubisky, James, well, then I easily give the the thumbs up to Joe Burrow in that matchup. But I don't know who the quarterback's going to be for the Bears. Maybe they're going to bring somebody in, like Aaron Rodgers. No, probably not. We already talked about him, but... <laughs> The point is, the quarterback might change. Regardless of who it is, I might give the edge to the Bengals and Joe Burrow in that quarterback matchup anyway, judging from the quarterbacks that are likely to be available to the Bears. Yeah, the the Bengals should have the edge here. Now, if they, you could debate it, I guess, if they land Matt Stafford or pull off the, the Deshaun Watson deal. But outside of that, if it's a rookie or if it's one of these uh, these other quarterbacks, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, was a, a social media uh, phenom almost yesterday when Jay Glazer reported that the the Bears are going to really look at upgrading the quarterback position, and people are poking fun at them. So, yeah, I think the Bengals should have the the quarterback edge in that matchup, and hopefully, even though Chicago is a playoff team, you look at that. That's that's one of the the winnable games I would say on the Bengals schedule. Another few that I think we can maybe group together, Denver Broncos and and Locke. I give Burrow the edge there easily unless their quarterback situation changes. Detroit, don't know who their quarterback is going to be, likely to be drafting somebody that will not be Trevor Lawrence, probably giving the Bengals the edge in both of those games. And actually, we forgot a team, James, in the home section. So let's go back in time real quick. We got the Minnesota Vikings going to Cincinnati and Kirk Cousins. This one's a little bit more interesting than the Denver or Detroit prospective quarterback matchups, in my opinion. Kirk Cousins probably give the edge to Joe Burrow, but it's close. Cousins maybe a little bit under-heralded, but also not somebody that Mike Zimmer likes very much. So maybe he'll be out in, in Minnesota, too, if they find a way to find a quarterback up there. Sure. I think they would love to to land Matt Stafford, but again, in the division, right? So it's going to be tough. I, I think it's Joe Burrow all the way. Kirk Cousins is fine. Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton. That's what he is to me. And, and he's had a little more success, won a couple playoff games, but uh, I would take Joe Burrow. I think like slightly better Andy Dalton, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's not that far off. And you like Joe Burrow probably even this year compared with a veteran like Cousins. Last few on the list. Let's do the New York Jets first because I don't think this one's very involved either. If it's Sam Darnold, you take Joe Burrow unless Sam Darnold turns it around in a big way, which he could. Maybe they get some competency in their coaching staff over there and that helps Sam Darnold turn it around. They might also draft a quarterback at number two. So if it's Justin Fields or if it's if it's Zach Wilson, I'm still going Joe Burrow. So the Jets, either way, I think I'm going Joe Burrow here. Yeah, the only way is if they trade for Deshaun Watson, who yeah. reportedly wants to play in New York. Outside of that, I, I do think you have the edge here. Uh, even at, you know, Trey Lance, heck, even if it's any of those guys. Um, and, and I think it's almost more likely, what if Jamar Chase is on the other side and that's who Darnold's throwing to? I think that's a possibility as well. Yeah, it's just not enough to move the needle for me. Just a couple more teams on the schedule that we know of right now. We're not counting the 49ers, of course. The Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr. Carr took a step forward with with John Gruden out in Vegas this year. That being said, I think I'm still leaning Joe Burrow. (laughs) It just shows where Joe could be and his potential and what he flashed in 10 games despite what he didn't have 
right? No true downfield threat, no real offensive line, inconsistency from the coaching staff, a bad defense. And he was able to hide a lot of those flaws and make up for it in in, in big, big moments. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I take him over Derek Carr every day. And I think the Raiders would, too, even if their contracts were the same. I think that they would take Burrow over Carr. For what it's worth, Derek Carr's regular season grade was ahead of Baker Mayfield's, according to PFF. And let's wrap up with a team that we hate to talk about on the Locked On Bengals podcast. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. No idea who their quarterback's going to be in 2021. If it's Ben Roethlisberger and his $41 million cap hit, all right. If it's, uh, who's the backup? Mason Rudolph. I think you, you take... Joe Burrow going away. And yes, I know it's Mason Rudolph, guys. You don't have to act like I don't know who the Steelers' backup quarterback is because I made a joke. But even if it's Ben, I think the way that his career seems to be going, I'm taking Burrow. What are you talking about, man? Dwayne Haskins is there. Dwayne Haskins beat out Joe Burrow at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins is the future of this. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Steelers Twitter is out there trying to razz Burrow. No, it's Burrow. It's Burrow over Ben. That it's it's Burrow over whoever because Burrow's going to take a step forward this offseason even with the injury, and unless Ben starts eating built bars and orders Echelon at echelon.com slash locked on uh, echelonfit.com slash locked on excuse me, th- then he's just he's going to be just as heavy, not mobile enough, uh, and even a Bengals pass rush that is non-existent is going to be able to get to him in 2021. So that's all the Bengals opponents. In 2021, here's the guys that I have clearly ahead of Joe Burrow on the list. Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and I think Lamar Jackson. And and I think mm-hmm. there's an argument for Baker. I think that one's really close. And, and that's it. So we have 13 opposing quarterbacks, assuming the 16-game schedule, which may or may not be 17 games in 2021. And three of those guys very clearly, I think, ahead of Joe Burrow. And I think some of you out there are going to argue the the Lamar Jackson placement and and then Baker, who, you know, very close in my estimation. A couple guys that could go above Burrow, I'll say, on this list. Justin Herbert, if he has a really good year, too, might do enough to actually move ahead in the pecking order. I think we'll learn a lot about these guys in year two as the league adjusts to both of them and they have to adjust back. And maybe Trevor Lawrence hits the ground running, man. That's the other one. I mean, this guy is the generational prospect of quarterbacks for this generation. He's been the guy we've been talking about for three years. He's hitting the NFL. Maybe he does more than you think he could do, especially, James, as you mentioned, with that big budget down in Jacksonville. And it's it's just such a great situation. Like Trevor Lawrence's situation is much better than Joe Burrow's was last year when he, he came into the, the Bengals. It's just... It's just the reality of things for him, and that's great uh, for his potential success. The same with Justin Herbert, right? He entered a a a team that just had a better roster, and so he was in a position to go seven and nine versus the Bengals, where seven and nine felt like it was a really optimistic view of the twenty twenty season as is. So, yeah, who knows? But you're you're right. There are a couple guys, at least those two guys. Um, heck, even Derek Carr, what if he takes another step, right, a- as a guy that could do that? Uh, Sam Darnold's another one, maybe, if they give him the right weapons uh, that maybe could take a step forward. That would have to be a mighty big step for Sam Darnold, but I guess you're <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> a leap? A leap forward? A couple leaps? Yeah, like a moonwalk leap. There we go. 
That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We hope to bring you some senior bowl insights tomorrow from Ross Jackson. He's from Locked On Saints down there in Mobile, Alabama, watching these practices. We hope to chat with him tomorrow. Until then, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.